John Barron, now the head coach at Plymouth, is doing well. Coach Berger, he, he has beaten COVID-19, and today was his first practice back with his team. Great to see. I tell you, he had it and had a very bad case of COVID-19. And uh, when you get an outstanding young man, well, maybe he's not so young anymore. 53. 53. 53, I guess that's young. But uh, young compared to 75, right? And old compared to Brock. (laughs) Old compared to Brock. Okay. But no, and I think, you know, he picked it up. And I'm not sure if he was aware of where he picked it up. But, uh, again, I think it's uh, something that really hit him and hit him hard. But I think uh, he battled it just like he battles as a coach every Friday night and all during the week to get his team to do the best. Well, I think he did that same game plan in getting himself back ready for the action. Had to be hospitalized. Plymouth not playing tonight. Have missed the last three games of the regular season. Faced New Prairie first round of sectionals next week. Uh, This interview I I got to do with John this week was raw, powerful, and emotional. Uh, John Barron, a faithful Catholic, and he talks a lot about his faith and prayers from so many, including his naval officer daughter making a huge difference in his recovery. Here's my conversation with Plymouth coach John Barron. Well, really excited to be able to get you on the line. I know a few weeks ago I had asked you, hey, you want to hop on for an interview? And you said there's no way I could possibly do it. But now you're feeling at the point that you can. Uh, Just update us on how you are feeling. It's great to be a part of it, actually, and uh, I appreciate the opportunity. Um, I'm I'm, uh, I'm 100% better. You know, we had uh, had some rough moments a few, you know, a couple of days ago, uh, last week, but I'm on my feet. Uh, I've gotten a clean bill of health from, from the medical team and, and, uh, I'm free and clear of, of some bad stuff with my blood and blood clots and all that. My pneumonia is wow. pretty much gone and I, I feel like a human again. You get to get back with your team now on Friday. They've been practicing all week. You guys haven't played in three weeks. You won't play again here against Northwood and then you open up sectionals, but how, how good will will Friday night be for you to be back with your squad just at practice? Oh man, I miss them. I miss I miss being a teacher. I miss being around the kids. I miss being around the staff. You know, we've been able to have some Zoom meetings with the guys and making making sure that um, you know we're all on the same page as far as expectations at practice with the coaches and the kids. But uh, I miss them. You know, I get text messages from them now and. You know, my communication with them was shut down for a while there. And so it's nice just to be able to talk to the kids. And, and they're anxious for me to come back. And I'm, I'm probably more anxious to get there. I, I, I miss it. I, I certainly do miss it. Take us through the timeline uh, of when you first started feeling sick and then kind of how it progressed for you. I knew I had it, man. I, I uh, a couple Saturdays ago, uh, I just I started hearing basically this these noises in my head, a metallic ping, and it was causing me to be dizzy. And and uh, I, I told my wife then I knew, I knew that I had it. It, it just was a weird feeling. And then it just kind of progressed from there. And um, I got tested at a rapid test in Warsaw on the Monday after that, and then it, it just hit, man. I mean the. The fevers are unbearable, so debilitating. Couldn't eat for about eight days, um, and I just kind of had to go through it. And I, then I thought I got through it, and then I kind of the typical stages, and then it hit my lungs, um, and then my breathing was not really good. And we were trying to check my oxygen levels uh, at home, and, and it was determined that I needed to go to the ER pretty quickly. 
at the end of that kind of that 10th day, 10th, 11th day and went to the ER and, and the, the people down here at Plymouth were absolutely, uh, it was a blessing to be around them. The ER docs were incredible. The nurses were incredible. They admitted me and I, and I stayed a couple nights in a few days and, and, uh, thank God I'm here, man. It was, uh, it was not, it was not any fun. I can tell you that. And, uh, it's pretty scary stuff. You know, you hear, you know, I'm just like everybody else. I pay attention to the news and what you hear is what you believe. And, and, you know, I just didn't think I was going to come out. I went there in my head and saying, saying goodbye to my wife was not easy. You know, nobody can go in and I'm just glad to be here, man. It was, uh, it was a rough, rough few days, but I am certainly on the mend. John Barron, Plymouth football coach, fully recovered now from COVID-19, will return and join his football team here on this Friday night. And they will not play, but they'll be back in action next Friday for sectionals. Uh, Coach, you talk about just uh, thanking God, and I know you're a great man of faith. How how many prayers were you saying over the last couple weeks? Oh, man, I tell you, you know the unbelievable power of the Holy Spirit, man. I mean, I honestly... Uh, I don't talk about my faith much. I'm kind of a typical Catholic guy, but you know, uh, I, I felt the prayers, man. I mean, I, I honestly did. I, I, I had an experience on Wednesday night where it was like, uh, it's, it's in your hands, you know? And, uh, I, I felt prayers from, from, from everyone. And, uh, I know a lot of people were praying for me. You know, I was just asking the Lord to, to, to do his will, man, whatever, whatever he wanted to do. I was his and thank God he wanted to keep me around for a little bit longer, man. So it was, it was rough. It was really rough. I, uh, but I certainly felt the prayers of so many people. I I could feel it and, uh, I could feel his presence and, and, uh, it was, it was rough, man. No doubt about it, but I'm, I'm here to talk about it. So thank God. I remember texting you that we'll be praying for you. And you said, uh, well, I need a rosary. And yeah. people people started reacting like, oh, my gosh, he's really in bad place. I'm like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, he's not feeling good, but he's he's okay. He's okay. And then then you end up going to the hospital anyway. I'm like, okay, well, maybe he does need the rosary right now. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I mean, it, it had to be a wild journey for you. But I, I imagine, and you kind of touched on this, hearing from so many people and, and realizing how many people – people's lives you've touched and all those people praying for you that had to mean an awful lot to, to hear that John oh my gosh Anj it was it is a life-changing experience there's 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 no doubt about it it is it's changed my perspective uh on so many things you know I'm, I'm so thankful I'm so thankful and grateful to be here you know I've got a large extended family uh and and uh four beautiful kids and a, a great a great wife of 32 years and, and, uh, I've got siblings and, you know, I, I just, I, I think I just need to stick around a little bit longer, man. There's more, <laughs> there's more to be done. I mean, besides the coaching and the, and the teaching aspect of it, which I absolutely love to do. I, I just feel like, uh, God wasn't, it wasn't my time. And it certainly was a, a life changing experience. There's, there's absolutely no doubt about it. You know, just with the grace of God that I'm here on, there's, there's, I uh, I can't explain it. Um, there were there was a couple moments where I just didn't know I was going to pull through. Man, it was bad. But and then God put me in the hands of the people of Plymouth and the medical profession down here, and and they were so so confident. I think that's the biggest thing 
that I could say to people is what's not being portrayed in the media is how confident our medical field and team and staff and people, they are. They are so confident. They looked me in the eye and said, Mr. Barron, you are going to walk out of this hospital. We are confident that we can treat you. And that's just not what you're hearing in the, in the, in the media. And, you know, these people are so, they're so, they're so brave. They're, they're such hard workers. Uh, my nurses were absolutely incredible. And, and I want, I want people to hear that. I want people to hear that, 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 you know, the, the medical teams, the doctors, they, they are, they are working so hard, uh, to treat people now. They're very confident. You know, you don't just walk in and get stuck on a respirator and, and, you know, they, they have, I had so much blood drawn and, and they were testing my blood. Like every 45 minutes they were taking blood out and they were going different directions on how I should be treated. And they were so, so confident in their abilities to, to, to help me. And, and, uh, again, thank God that that I was around them because they certainly are a major reason why I'm here. And let's give them the credit for sure. Uh, that, that was St. Joseph regional medical center down there in Plymouth, right? Absolutely. Yeah. They were outstanding. Well, God bless. Thank you to all of them for, for all their hard work. I'm sure they're doing it with so many people and, and we know the, those frontline workers have been, have been so important. You mentioned family, you mentioned your kids and I know you, you texted me about this, about something that was very important. Your daughter, Megan, um, coming back from overseas on Tuesday, you're like, I got to be better for when she gets here because I have to see her. How, how important was that? And was that a little motivation for you to, to get better? Oh, my God. I'm, I really can't even talk about it, man. It's it's uh, it's so emotional for me and her. And, and um, she's such a person of great faith. Um, she absolutely loves the Catholic Church. And, and she she was praying for me, man. Um I miss her. It's been over a year since I've seen her. Um, I'm so proud of her and what she's doing. She's a naval officer. She's been, this is her second tour already. She was in the Middle East once um, on a pretty, pretty big, uh, pretty big ship uh, that had a lot of uh, air tactics and, and, and they were going after ISIS then. And, and now she's on a ship that uh, kind of collects a lot of information and keeps an eye on China. And she's, She's one of those ones that has gone up the ladder pretty quickly. Um, she's now a lieutenant, and, and uh, she's, she's just made a great career of what she wants to do, and she's always just wanted to help people. And um, I'm, I'm glad I'm here to be able to talk to her. Yeah, Tuesday will be real special for you. I'm really now you're getting me emotional, John. You're killing me. Well, here. <laughs> you know how us Italians are, man. And you start talking about your, you start talking about your family, and it just uh, obviously my children mean everything to me, and and uh, my extended family in the area, and, and uh, you know, but being able to see Megs is going to be a big deal. Yeah, let me tell you, it's going to be a big deal. Let's turn this back to football in this sense. I think, you know, another one of your kids, Joe, um, graduated last year, and I think everybody thought, assumed that you were going to retire. I think at one point you told me you probably were going to. I know your son Jack told me you were going to, and then ultimately you decided not to. Why did you decide to come back, and do you feel somehow this is all woven together as a reason why – you're supposed to still be coaching at Plymouth through all this? Well, you know, I'm not that old. You know, I'm 53. 
Uh, oh, I've I'm sorry. You looked you looked 63. So my bad. <laughs> so, so I I've been here for 30 years. You know, I I haven't been anywhere else, and I I think I've got a pretty good pedigree of of uh, playing for some really good people. When I was in college, I played for Bill Lynch at Butler, and um, you know, I I uh, I really feel like the people when I got here were outstanding teachers and coaches and and they kind of molded me when I was a younger guy and um just to be a part of of rebuilding Plymouth football back into something that you know where where we were competitive and have been competitive through the years and uh you know I never got into coaching Ange to to coach my kids uh my oldest two children are, are, are girls I never coached them and and then I just I had to coach Jack because I was the head coach and then you know, I didn't even want my sons to be quarterbacks, and and thank God they both were because they were fun to coach, and they were both so successful. It's two totally different kids, but uh, again, I've been blessed to be able to coach those guys. But I didn't get into coaching to coach my own kids, you know. And and uh, you know, it came down to this. You know, I I knew we were going to struggle. I I can be full disclosure here. I, I knew I knew we were going to struggle. I did not want to walk away and leave the program uh, in, in, uh, in a bad way. And, and, uh, you know, part of the struggle is just because of knowing that our schedule has just gotten so amped up. You know, we, we go to East Noble, you know, they were four, a defending state runner up. We go to Kokomo, you know, and I knew they had a new coach and coach Colby and I knew they'd be better. And then it's a gauntlet, man. It's, you know, it's Bard at Warsaw. It's, you know, Wolgeman at Northridge. And then all of a sudden we've got Kinder, at Mishawaka. I mean, those are our first five ball games, and that was tough. You know, we, we lost 23 seniors, and we, we've got some really, really good kids, though, Anj. We, we, we've got some kids that I think we finally got in the right spot. You know, before this hit, we we played against a tough Wawasee team. Wawasee always plays us tough, and we I think we got the kids in the right position, you know, and, and uh, you know, we played, we played Warsaw tough. We, we played War, Mishawaka tough. Um, but we still, you know, we had some serious injuries that, uh, kind of just, just gutted our, our, our skill guys. And, um, but our O line and D line have always kind of been there. Um, our, our skill guys, we've, we've gotten some kids back. We've been able to get to, you know, to get to know the kids better, you know, just like we lost everything in June and I'm a real, I'm a relationship kind of coach. And, you know, we go on a senior trip in Michigan that was taken away from us. I couldn't, couldn't get to know those guys like I normally do in June and July. And it just kind of happened, you know, and it's kind of snowballed. We're sitting at one and five and, and nobody, you know, we, we feel like we've got a good team. So anyway, to answer your original question, I just, I just wasn't ready. You know, I wasn't ready to, I'm not ready to retire. I'm, I'm, I love football. I love our staff. I have a staff that's been with me for forever. I got five guys on staff that played for me. You know, I've been a part of so many of these guys' lives, and our our staff is where I always wanted to be. I always wanted to have a staff like, you know, like when 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 Brad Park was at Goshen, and and and, and looking at Corey at Penn, and you know, and and just I've always wanted to have that kind of staff, and we have that staff, and you know, we've been really competitive over the years. We we've had zero luck in the playoffs, and that's a whole nother hour I could talk about our lack of success in the sectional, but it's because we get beat by people who usually play for the state championship. So no one feels sorry for us. I know people love to beat John Barron and love to beat Plymouth. I still got a lot of fire in the belly and I, uh, 
who knows? You know, I just I just take it one day at a time. But again, I think this experience certainly, you know, allows you to take a look at things. And and I think it has been all put together. You know, I think God God wanted me to be here. I think God God, uh, you know, gives, you know, what to to say, the the strongest, the most. And he's given me a lot. And and, and, uh, I honestly can't can't wait to get get back on it on the field and and get ready to play a really good new Prairie team, you know, and, and, uh, we have a history with those guys and I know they have a new coach and they look to be the same type of team. I know the record doesn't show it, but they got some dudes. So I'm just not ready to retire. I, I'm really not. There's good people here. And as long as they'll have me, I'm going to stick around for, for however long, you know, I mean, it could be this year. It could be next year. It could be 10 years. Who knows? Well, John, we're, we are so happy that you are still fighting the good fight on every level. And we know that you will always do so. And, and again, we will, uh, we're so blessed that God heard our prayers and that you are, you are good to go and returning with your team. And we'll be back on the sidelines next Friday to open up sectionals against new prairie. Well, I appreciate it. I really do appreciate what you do. I always have. You know, I think Indiana football is a great sport, and I think people like you promoting it certainly helps. That is Plymouth football coach John Barron. Coven free, back with his team. They will be back in action for the first time in one month next Friday night against New Prairie. Uh, Bob, uh, certainly a very very powerful message from Coach Barron in that interview. Very powerful. I agree with you. Anj, one of your better interviews. And there's a couple points I would really like to make about what John said. Number one, I think uh, if you don't understand COVID-19 and the effects of COVID-19, John explained it from a, a from uh, his point of view of having had the, the terrible disease. And I think a lot of people do not take it seriously. They just kind of poo-poo, well, hey, I'm at a, a certain age, and statistically it shows that I probably can't get it and all this, but, uh, hey, it got a 53-year-old, and uh, a lot of 53-year-olds are, uh, hey, just not really paying much attention to it. I think all people should listen to this interview and the effects of COVID-19. Second point, I think that uh, with Redeemer Radio being a faith-based radio station, I think that uh, did a great job in talking about a couple of things. Number one, the power of prayer. And I'll tell you, where he said he felt those prayers that were coming from all kind of people, people saying the rosary for him, the ones that really care about him. And so feeling that prayer, I think that is just a, a great way of putting it. And uh, also, you know, hey, saying it is in God's hands. He was at that particular point. And I think this is the type of things that we are trying to really promote here on Redeemer Radio. And I think, uh, and I think uh, Coach Barron really expressed that and expressed that well, the importance of faith and uh, faith in our Catholic Church as he talked about his daughters uh, being just a, a very devout Catholic young lady. And I think these were things that I think we can all learn from. And it is great that John will be able to see his daughter, Megan, as she returns from overseas. Uh, This Tuesday, she'll be back in town. She's a Navy officer, so it is great that she, I believe, lieutenant, he said. So great to see that uh, she'll be back in town and John will be able to get to see her. 
Does debt have you down? Are you worried about your credit cards, your mortgage, or keeping your car? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union can help. Our people are trained to be financial physicians. They can give you a checkup, help you to heal, and stay healthy. Don't be embarrassed. It's why we exist. When your body is sick, you go see a doctor. When your finances are sick, you go see the friendly folks at Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. You already share our values. Why not share in our benefits? This is Marie, and I attend St. Joseph High School. This is Cameron. And Nevaeh. Students, students at Marion High School. School. We would like to express our appreciation and gratitude to our friends at Tire Rack for making the Redeemer Radio Internship possible. This year, we are receiving class credit as we get hands-on experience in the broadcast industry. You can keep up with the internship crew at 95.7 Sports on Twitter and Redeemer Radio 95.7 Sports on Facebook. Thank you, Tyrac. Thank you, Tyrac.